episode number 16 of the DCL Dude podcast. My name is Wes and in this episode we are going to go over some of the exciting news pertaining to Disney Cruise Line that has come out over the past week or so. If you haven't been following along, I'm here to catch you up on everything that you have missed. Before we get into that though, I'm actually looking for a couple guests to come on the show. So the first person I'm looking for is someone who has sailed on a recent Star Wars Day at Sea cruise. So ideally, this person would be a major Star Wars fanatic. You know, the the kind who would throw on their custom-made Vader costume and stand in line five hours early to get the best seat to a movie premiere. You know, you know that person. If this is you and you would be willing to come on the show and discuss your, your Star Wars Day at Sea experience... Please send me a message, uh, either on Facebook or on Twitter. If you are not the dress-up to go to a movie type, but you've done a sailing and are still a big Star Wars fan, well, you're certainly you're certainly welcome to come on the show as well. So reach out and uh, and let me know. The other person I'm looking for, uh, or people, I guess, are, are someone who has sailed. Uh, a recent adults-only cruise. Um, so if you've sailed a recent cruise without any kids, I, I'd love to have you on the show as well. So send me a message and, and we'll uh, we'll get all the, the logistics work, worked out. Okay, on to the rest of the show. So the biggest news that came out uh, last week and came out on Friday morning when Disney Cruise Line released their uh, their fall 2019 itinerary. So with this release, the available sale dates have been extended through the end of 2019. And some of the itineraries actually even bleed into 2020, but um, it covers the fall of 2019. If you followed my podcast from the beginning, <laughs> you're, you're very well aware that um, itinerary release dates are, are some of my favorite dates of the year. I, I very much look forward to um, new itinerary days. and But... Admittedly, the the fall releases are are definitely the the least exciting, um, at least for me anyway, of the of the three releases that occur throughout the year. So the between um, between the the winter, the summer, and the fall releases. I spent some time going through the the different itineraries for each of the ships, and for the most part, it's it's pretty much business as usual for the fleet, but I wanted to kind of just go through each of the ships and kind of touch on what the itineraries are and um, and kind of discuss some of the ones that, 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 that stuck out to me. So the Dream will continue sailing her three and four night Bahamian sailings out of Port Canaveral and, and doesn't really venture um, from its Nassau, Castaway Key, and Day at Sea rotation, although the order of, of of those three will will vary depending on on the sail date that you choose. There is actually one sailing that differs from this uh, this itinerary schedule. Um, on December twentieth, the Dream actually sails a three night Bahamian that leaves from Port Canaveral, um, spends a day at Castaway Key, and then has a sea day before returning back to Port Canaveral. So it 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 doesn't include the traditional stop at Nassau. So that's the one. Uh, one itinerary that differs on the dream in this new fall itinerary release. 
the dream will also spend both Christmas Day and New Year's Day at Castaway Key, and I I think it would be a personally I think it'd be a really cool experience um, to spend one of those days at Castaway Key. I think that would be awesome. The Fantasy will also sail out of Port Canaveral uh, on a variety of six, seven, and eight-night Eastern and Western Caribbean itineraries. So the majority of the seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailings will visit Tortola, St. Thomas, um, which of course has uh, port adventures and excursions to St. John, uh, and Castaway Key. And there's one other seven-night sailing which will visit San Juan instead of St. John uh, that sails in mid-December. And there's also one eight-night Eastern Caribbean sailing, which departs in mid-October and visits St. Kitts, Antigua, San Juan, and Castaway Key. So this particular itinerary is pretty cool because it visits many of the ports that, um, that you would typically see on a Southern Caribbean sailing. The six- and seven-night Western Caribbean sailings on the Fantasy visit the, uh, the usual ports of call in Cozumel, Costa Maya, Grand Cayman, Falmouth in Jamaica, um, and Castaway Key. However, the gem of this particular itinerary release, um, at least in my opinion, is a Western Caribbean sailing that departs on December 21st, and guests sailing this itinerary will, will begin with a day at sea and then visit Cozumel and Grand Cayman on consecutive days. The next day, which will be Christmas Day, will be a day at sea, and then... And then it'll be followed by two back-to-back days at Castaway Key. So that's right, a seven-night Western Caribbean Christmas cruise uh, with a with a double dip uh, at Castaway Key. So <laughs> that that's really awesome. I, I love this itinerary. I think it's um it's definitely my favorite of the fall of 2019 itinerary release. And <laughs> the the pricing for that cruise is is going to be silly, but I think it's a a pretty pretty amazing itinerary nonetheless. Moving on to the Wonder, uh, so after the Wonder finishes up her summer season in Alaska, she will do a four-night repositioning cruise back to San Diego, and from there, um, she'll sail a variety of two-night, four-night, and five-night Baja cruises that visit Ensenada and Cabo San Lucas uh, in Mexico. And there will be a couple of seven-night Mexican Riviera cruises mixed in there as well, which will visit Cabo, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta. Then the Wonder will sail east via the Panama Canal, so it'll do the the Panama Canal cruise and sail a variety of uh, Western Caribbean and Bahamian cruises out of Galveston for the for the remainder of 2019. So, on the Wonder, one notable sailing out of Galveston is the seven night Bahamian cruise, which departs on November 29th and spends back to back days at Castaway Key. Uh, before stopping in Key West on her way back to Galveston. So um, this means you get two stops at Castaway Key and no stops at Nassau on this uh, this particular Castaway Key double dip sailing, which which is pretty cool. The Magic will be very busy in the fall of 2019, so she'll return from her summer in Europe on a 10-night westbound transatlantic sailing, which departs from Dover, England on September 15th, and after four days at sea, the Magic will sail down the Canadian coastline, making stops in Sydney and Halifax, Nova Scotia, uh, before finally ending in New York. And then once in New York, the Magic will sail itineraries to Bermuda, Canada, and the Bahamas before repositioning to San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I and I shouldn't say repositioning; it's I'll, I'll explain later. But it it it, it 
it goes down to San Juan for one sailing. Um, excuse me, down to San Juan and then sails back to uh, Miami. But I'll, I'll mention that in a second. So after the Puerto Rico sailing, she'll then sail to Miami to sail Bahamian and Western Caribbean itineraries for the remainder of the year. So an interesting fact to note is that, uh, and one that you may not know, is the reason the Magic has to sail from New York to San Juan and then from San Juan to Miami, instead of just sailing directly from New York to Miami, is because of the Jones Act. So um, if you're unfamiliar with the Jones Act, it's a federal law that regulates maritime commerce in the United States and requires goods shipped between U.S. ports to be transported on ships that are built, owned, and operated by United States citizens or permanent residents. So, what, so what does that mean? Simply put, it just means that cruise ships that are not U.S. built, U.S. owned, and with U.S. crews cannot travel from one U.S. port um, to the other unless they first make a, a stop at, at a foreign port, um, which is pretty weird, I think. But that's that's the law. That's the way. Uh, that's the way it goes. So you may have noticed that there are two special itineraries that I did not mention. On Thursday, uh, Disney Vacation Club announced two member sailings in 2019, one on the Wonder and one on the Magic. The Wonder member cruise is is, is actually not a fall sailing, even though we just found out about it um, with the release of the fall 2019 itineraries. But if you recall... Uh, back in one of my previous episodes on the the summer itineraries release, I mentioned that there was an itinerary gap with the Wonder, and I speculated that it could be a DVC member sailing uh, that that would be announced at a future date. So it turns out that this this is actually exactly what it was. The Wonder will sail um, will sail north from San Diego on a five night California coast cruise with stops in San Francisco and Victoria. Um, Victoria, British Columbia, before finishing her voyage in Vancouver. The member sailing on the Magic will depart from New York on October 5th and will head to Bermuda for two nights. And after that, she'll head north to spend a day in Boston, Massachusetts before returning to New York. Uh, excuse me, before returning back to New York. <laughs> this, this is one that, that my wife is really excited about. She's been wanting to do a, a cruise to Bermuda. So she was really excited to learn that there would be uh, a member cruise visiting there. So uh, we're going to definitely look into, into maybe maybe checking that one out. If you're unfamiliar with the Disney Vacation Club uh, member cruises, they're they're a little bit different in that they, you know, they offer exclusive in-room gifts, they have special live entertainment and quote unquote unforgettable character greetings. Uh, so they 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 do a lot of extra things uh, for the the vacation club members for these sailings um and i've seen some reviews of people sailing these member cruises and it does seem like they do they do deliver on the promised unique and special experiences so um you know i'd love to hear from somebody out there who who has done one of these and and maybe can confirm that that they they definitely noticed a, a difference in in these sailings and that they felt that it was kind of it was worth the uh, the extra charge that they that they were because they're definitely they're definitely more pricey than your standard cruises. 
Booking for the member cruises begins on Saturday, June 23rd at 10 a.m. Um, and I've been told these cruises book up really fast. So if you're looking for a certain stateroom category or <laughs> maybe even looking to get on the <laughs> on the sailing, uh, it, it's, it, definitely, it, it'll, it definitely will be beneficial to, uh, to mark your calendar for that date and time uh, to make sure that you get your spot and get the, get the, get the booking that you want. Another piece of exciting information uh, that Disney Cruise Line released recently, um, which directly relates to the release of these new itineraries, for for the first time ever, Castaway Club members will now be able to book opening day reservations online, which is really exciting. Previously, you had to either call in yourselves or you had to have a, a travel agent call for you, and in many cases, <laughs> wait hours on the phone to speak to someone to make reservations. So I, I have firsthand personal experience of this, um, spending a lot of time on, on the phone on opening day, trying to get, um, the stateroom category that I want or the stateroom that I want. And, uh, it's, it's really not a lot of fun cause it's, it's typically during a work day. And, um, so I'm <laughs> having to kind of, uh, go hide in a, in a conference room and pretend I'm getting some work done while I'm spending some time on the phone trying to make a, a cruise reservation. But so <laughs> luckily Disney Cruise Line actually uh, responded to guest feedback by opening up opening day online booking for, for Castaway Club members. So I should, I should also mention that this applies to new bookings only. So if you booked a placeholder on a previous cruise or you booked a, um, a, a future cruise as a placeholder and you want to switch that to a future sailing and use one of these new dates, you'll, you'll still have to call in for this, uh, unfortunately. However, th there will hopefully be uh, more availability on the phone lines given the fact that, that people will now be able to book these new itineraries online instead. So um, hopefully we, you won't have to spend a, a ton of extra time on the, on the phone making these reservations. So platinum castaway club members will be able to book the fall 2019 itineraries beginning on Monday, May 21st, followed by gold members on Tuesday and silver members on Wednesday. General booking, including first time cruisers, uh, will begin on Thursday, May 24th. And, um, I actually called Disney Cruise Line to ask about when online booking would uh, would open on Monday for the uh, Platinum Castaway Club members. Um, so in order to call in and make reservations, the, the phone lines open at 8, and I was told that online booking also uh, begins at 8 a.m. as well. I think probably just to make it fair for those who, who are calling in. Um, so <laughs> it may be a, a mad rush to the, the Disney Cruise Line website on Monday to make these reservations. So it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the, how the website holds up throughout these three days. I'm, I'm guessing there probably will be some, um, some lag time there. So uh, probably want to plan accordingly. Related to this news, my wife and I are, are personally very excited about the news of the, the opening day online bookings because we are actually travel planners for an authorized Disney vacation travel agency. So I, I've never mentioned this on the show before, and I, and I don't plan to much in the future. Um, but if you are looking for someone to help you plan your cruise vacation, we would definitely love to help you out. I, 
I know from experience that that planning a cruise can can sometimes be very stressful and 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 pretty overwhelming. So, if you think it would be helpful to have someone experienced with Disney Cruise Line help you plan your trip, then um, then feel free to send us a message for sure. We can you know, we, if you're familiar with using with using travel agents, we can we can do as much or as little of the planning as you'd like, and it doesn't cost you anything and. Um, we'll even give you some, some onboard credit to spend on your, on your next trip. So, um, send us a note next week, uh, and we'll get you some opening day pricing quotes or, you know, send us a note whenever, um, whenever you're looking to book your cruise and, and we'll, we'll help you out. I'll post, I'll post some more details, um, including our contact information on our Facebook page. Um, and so you can see that at, at facebook.com slash DCL dude podcast. So if that's something that you're interested in, check it out and, uh, and send us a note. All right. That's, that's enough for, uh, for, my, for my own personal plug. Um, the last bit of, of news I wanted to discuss that came out within the last uh, couple weeks, um, is more rumblings of Disney's exploring the possibility of a, of a second private Island. So with three new ships on the horizon set to, um, set sail in 2021, 2022, and 2023, Disney will definitely, uh, I shouldn't say definitely, will, will more than likely, it seems, be looking for a destination to uh, to shoulder some of the additional passenger burden that, that Castaway Key is undoubtedly going to receive. So on May 8th, Tribune, let me get this right, Tribune 242, uh, which is a news and media outlet based in Nassau, reported that Kim Prunty, who is a communications vice president for Disney Cruise Line, confirmed uh, that the that Disney Cruise Line is interested in furthering its investment in the in the Bahamas. And so, uh, while this this doesn't come as as a major surprise, given the the information we know about their exploration of Egg Island, which is also in the Bahamas, um, they were exploring that. I think it was last year, maybe the year before. I'm pretty sure it was last year. But this article, this particular article. Uh, did provide some more details, which which I found interesting. So, even though it's all speculative, the the article reports that Disney has an interest in Lighthouse Point Eleuthera, which is a 700 acre property that is currently listed for sale by uh, by Bahamas Realty. That the area is currently being marketed as an ideal setting for Grand Vision with exceptional beachfront acreage, colorful coral reefs, and a breathtaking landscape. <laughs> so that alone sounds like something that uh, that Disney would totally be interested in. But unlike Castaway Key, the, this particular land is actually a peninsula uh, that is surrounded by turquoise waters and white sandy beaches. So it's not an island like, like Castaway Key is. The the cruise line would not confirm rumors about any specific location, but Prunty did say that any project pursued by the company uh, in the future would, quote, involve a partnership with the community and would build on its commitment to sustainability, protecting the environment, creating jobs and economic opportunity, and celebrating the culture and stories of the area. So no surprise there uh, that Disney is interested in, in um, you know, this is the sustainability of the region and the coral, uh, the coral reefs and, and, and promoting the culture there as well. A lot like they already do with Castaway Key. Um, 
As was the case when Disney was exploring Egg Island as a potential investment, they are uh, they're receiving backlash and petitions by by local residents who have launched online campaigns in an attempt to prevent the sale uh, and the development of the property, which, again, is no surprise because they they've dealt with this before. But for me, when I was reading that, I, I you know I think that. Given the fact that the the island is already privately owned and is listed for sale, um, ultimately somebody is going to buy it. So I feel like the the locals there should be excited about the fact that that Disney is interested because you know of their their demonstrated commitment to sustaining and and protecting the environment and celebrating the culture and the history of the area. So unless someone is planning to to buy it and not do anything with it, I would I would sort of be be rooting for Disney to take it over, but. You know, I can understand the the people wanting to uh, preserve the 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 peacefulness and the tranquility of the area, but um, again, it is listed for sale, so it's likely that that somebody's going to buy it and do something with it. So, and who knows what Disney's plans would be for the area? But uh, if Castaway Key is is any indication, I, I'd say the the area is in pretty good hands. And and personally, I I like I, I personally like the idea of an island better, but. Um, they so far haven't called and, and and asked me for for my opinion. So I, you know, I I trust Disney and whatever they ultimately decide to go for. I'm sure it's going to be awesome and it's going to be um, one of my become one of my favorite destinations uh, whenever I'm whenever it's developed and we're and we're able to visit. So, um, but you know, what about you? What what do you think about? Uh, Disney's potential interest in this area and do you like the idea of of Disney exploring another area uh, in the Bahamas as a potential cruise destination so again they're going to have three new ships in the fleet and uh, likely going to be looking for somewhere else to to give sort of a a unique Disney experience to to new guests and new um, and new Castaway Club members. So that's going to do it for this episode. Again, don't forget that uh, if if you have been on a recent Star Wars Day at Sea sailing or if you've sailed on a recent adults-only cruise, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you on the show and, and discuss your experiences. So um, don't forget to, to reach out to me if, if that's you. And um, we'll, we'll set up a, a, some dates and time to 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 come on the show, something that works, works for both of our schedules. So... Um, I look forward to hearing from from you and and also if you want to uh, have us help you make a a reservation, a cruise reservation, I'll put a link up uh, or I'll put our contact information on our Facebook page. So uh, go check that out as well. So again, thank you so much for listening and have a great week, everyone. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.